Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book on Amazon. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Yo, it's Ian Skinner, kick-ass Ian Skinner. I'm a cool guy with lots of friends, and I am here with Vinny Berry for the Wrestleville podcast, where wrestling lives. <laughs> Let's go! You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Ian Scott. <laughs> Ian Scotland, almost. Nah, like, let's go with it. I'm Ian Scott now. Yeah, Ian Ian Scott. That's right. I'm the I'm the most Scottish wrestler out there. Let's roll. Let's just roll with this, man. I I love the free flow of conversation. Uh, I've done multiple interviews on podcasts, and I prefer that. Literally, hey, keep these mistakes in because that's when it, it stops being a podcast and a radio show, and it starts becoming real conversation there you go uh, well ian skinner we got ian skinner tonight from edinburgh scotland hey man yeah thank you for coming on what time is it over there well it's it's only about 6 p.m so okay you know i've finished work i'm loosening up i'm getting ready for a nice little gym sesh tonight gotta get i'm, I'm i've defrosted some chicken so i'm actually gonna have a nice healthy meal you know no pizza for me that Coming off of a, a big weekend there, we were down with ICW in Newcastle. So I did have one McDonald's, so I need to work that off and <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, um, well, that's what that's why I wanted to bring you on the show. Wanted to, you know, uh, wanted to uh, talk to you about your wrestling career. You've been wrestling for four years, and and I'm always uh, intrigued to talk to somebody who is wrestling on the other side of the world. I, you know, I can only. Uh, see you on on videos and and whatnot, but the scene is I, I know blowing up over there. And and just cool. tell us a little bit about it. Tell us a little bit about your career, Ian. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I started training when like 2015, and I feel like I just, the first couple of years I was uh, training there, I wasn't taking it too seriously. I'm a guy who has my fingers in many pies. Um, many different flavor pies as well so I'm like I'm all over the shop with a lot of my interests there but it was in 2017 that I really wanted to refine you know kind of what I was doing and then end of the year fish bash bosh I get my debut and the it all begins to snowball from there I feel like I've been afforded a lot of opportunities in the right time of the right place I've been just that guy who's been there and when the time comes and it's ready to show I'm I'm all show uh, it's led me to where I am right now, featured mainly in ICW, Insane Championship Wrestling, featured on WWE Network and Peacock, if you want to see it, and Discovery Wrestling, who are available live, but also we've got some shows on YouTube, full shows with a lot of great talent, and there's a back catalogue as well from Discovery shows where you've had the Elite over, um, a lot a lot of big names, War Machine, Champa, you 
you name them, we probably had them over here. Um, and it's great. But I'd say Discovery Wrestling is one of the shows I used to go to as a fan. And, you know, being now, you know, a core member of that roster that people come to see and, you know, they're expecting those match of the night candidates. It's, it's, it's surreal. Literally take me back to like 2015, 20, like 2014, you know, I'd be in that crowd up behind that barrier. Now I'm in that ring uh, trying to connect with the people behind that barrier. And I think, you know, that's where the real connection comes from. Um, but, you know, right now I'm trying to burst the bubble from Scotland, you know, get out to places, see so many faces, wrestle as many talent as I can. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of the guys over here in America, too, they, you know, get in the car and go somewhere else. Right. And so I guess that's that's the thing over there. You establish establish yourself over there in, in Scotland. Right. And then you just kind of stretch yourself out a little bit. Where can you go from? Where are some places that, you know, you can wrestle outside of, I guess, your comfort zone, so to speak? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of places like I say there's like almost like a there's bubbles and then there's micro bubbles and like a lot of kind of like wrestling is all about like microchasms of like little different territories um but it's all about kind of like being that one person that you know breaks between these bubbles and like actually like joins in you know like glasgow in itself has its own little bubbles and that's like one city and that's one city in scotland which is a bubble within itself as like i said um, so then even if you go below the border, you've got the Northwest, you've got the Northeast scene, you've got them like, like middle of England and then London, London. Oh, oh, don't even get me started about how many companies run in and around London. And that's, you know, that's an eight hour journey from where we are. So like, if there's, you know, between where Edinburgh is and where Glasgow is, if there's like three or four different bubbles there, imagine between an eight hour journey, how many bubbles there are going to be. Um, but it's all about breaking those bubbles, getting in, you know, getting into these other bubbles and networking, working with all these different talents with different mindsets, different work ethics and like different uh, approaches. Um, and I think we're lucky in this era of social media um, where you can connect with people prior to having to like get in that car and go so that you can turn up to that show. You can help out. You can like shake hands, take names and people will go, oh, you're you're that guy who did that retweet or, Hey, you're that guy who did that funny promo. Like, like that. Or, Oh, that, that, Oh, that gif you did. Oh, that was sick. Um, I like to say that I'm a cool guy with lots of friends because during the pandemic, you know, that's where I kind of like networked, met a lot of people within wrestling and I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And they're all like now, you know, close friends with me and they're all over the world. Um, so yeah, really exciting, really fun. And the future only has excitement to hold. Yeah, the the pandemic was, uh, you know, of course, uh, a challenge for a lot of people. But you know, I, I finished the book and and started another one in the pandemic. You know, it's well, there you go. yeah, it, it's like my work didn't know what to do with us, and and they just gave us like basically just come in when we call you. Well, six weeks wow. later we got a call to come back and but yeah i got a lot done and i and i worked that i worked that book like it was a job so if you're doing that working on social media you can really make a lot of headway right with the time that we had to do that you you know so i i guess that was valuable for you right oh certainly um i i feel like one of the connections that i really appreciate um that i made through social media 
and again, it's through. We were just <laughs> discussing about this before we'd hit record there about like kind of like web three creating a community within like social media and the social media sphere. But Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey, you know, former X Division Impact Champion. I, I, I say former, he definitely needs to get that belt back. So I'm, I'm excited to see him get it back. But uh, through his Twitch streams, his like community that he was building up over the pandemic when he wasn't wrestling. You know, he was able to give me feedback on the matches that I was having during this pandemic era and actually, like, sharpen up my game and my approach towards wrestling. Uh, and I feel that there's almost like it's a, it's a healthy difference because, again, when you're in a bubble, you'll, you know, what's the, what's it, a wind tunnel? Or a, a wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> But you're, you're usually within an echo chamber in which, like, if you're in, like, a group of people and you'll all have the same approach to wrestling. And if you're taught one way to wrestle, then that is the only way that you'll know. And if you only wrestle people who you're trained with, it's just going to be the same, 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 same. But, like, this different approach to wrestling, I, I love to share it because wrestling is so subjective. You know? Right. And, and there's there's you're limiting your growth, right, if you're just staying mm. in one place. You know, you go these other places. I was talking to a guy in Texas. He says, man, I went up to Tennessee, which is maybe eight hour drive from where he was, eight to mm -hmm. 10 hours. And he was like, they wrestle different up there. Yeah. It's the same country, you know, <laughs> but, you know, different styles. And, and you know, hey, you, you go to pizza and you get a pizza in New York. You can't compare it to the pizza in, in Chicago. Yeah. In Chicago or deep dish. Right. Okay. I'm going to go off a, a rant here. Right. I can't believe that. Like, okay. I've never tried a Chicago deep dish pizza. However, I'm lactose intolerant. Too much cheese is not going to be good for me. Okay. Despite the fact I love the way that Chicago deep dish looks. Yeah. But, uh, but a New York slice just really, it really tickles my fancy. Man, I, I ate a deep dish pizza one time and I passed out for three hours. Yeah. A lot of cheese. Super heavy, man. I felt like, like someone hit me over the head with a bat. I'm, I'm like as an as a lactose intolerant person. Uh, I am very much weak to poison damage. That's my uh, that's my affinity. Uh, luckily enough, like I can get beaten up, dropped on my head, all I want. But for a bit of cheese in there with me, then I'm I'm a goner. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, so that's gonna be that's gonna be my retirement match. You know, it's gonna be right, me right. a block of cheese. That's your kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Hey, talk about your style, you know, talk about your style and, and talk about, you know, uh, you know, how you picked it up and. Sure. Um, I think like when I was, uh, when I was younger, my, my kind of like wrestling idols growing up were very, the, that kind of like hybrid luchador style, like guys like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Tajiri, um, they were the big guys for me. And then you had like, your Batistas, your John Cena's. Um, and that's when I fell out of wrestling. Like when I, like, I was between like when I was like a teenager up until when I was about like 16, 17. That's when I fell out of wrestling. And I feel like I got into wrestling as kind of like a passive interest of just like the, the business, the theater, the show, the atmosphere. And I started training from then on. But it was only after seeing Wrestle Kingdom nine i believe it's wrestle kingdom nine that it was shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles it's either nine or ten but i feel like it's because 
Like Shinsuke had faced Kota Ibushi before, and it was the year after that. The show, the match before Shinsuke versus AJ, it was Katsuyori Shibata versus Ishii. I'd never heard of these guys before. I was just having myself a little bit of meatballs and, you know, spaghetti. All of a sudden, the bell goes, these guys just run at each other and collide like two, the immovable, yeah, the immovable force versus the, what's it, the immovable object, the unstoppable force versus the immovable, one of those, a couple words with ibbles and objects and things and structures. But as soon as they started hitting each other, I was like, okay, I'm absorbed. And it, and it took me back. I looked into these guys and looked into their styles and I realized that I'd, I'd watched almost like the prototypes of these wrestlers back in the wrestling channel in 2005 and 2006, Ring of Honor, CZW, TNA. That's how I knew about AJ Styles. And it's that strong style. I, I hate the term strong style because I feel like it's been um, almost like diluted to this point in which it's just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kick because strong style. But the Japanese strong style is kind of like what really inspired me. And then from that point on, bringing in my martial arts background, doing Thai boxing and jujitsu, I feel like a lot of those elements kind of helped me evolve as a wrestler and actually work out who I was, what my style was, and then build for a wrestler from there. So I'm looking at the guys like Kenta, Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness, that whole style has, you know, really inspired me. And, yeah, I feel like I'm uh, progressing in that front. I feel like I, a lot of people give me the street cred of going, oh, yeah, he's the, he's the strong style indie guy. Um, when I, I'm nice. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not out to murder you. If it happens, it happens. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that's where my style comes from, that hybrid, hybrid martial arts. But it's, it's a lot of people don't look at strong. Um, strong style is almost like it's the polar opposite of the like the the king's road style um are you aware of kind of like the the differences between the new japan and the old japan history a, a little bit all... a little bit essentially enoki was like i love mma before mma was mma he's like i love combat i'm gonna focus my my wrestling company is gonna be all about combat and that's where strong style comes from it's about the mixing of martial arts into that pro wrestling environment uh in a style not like uwfi but it's all about that mix whereas all japan the giant barber which i love his name because it just sounds like something a baby wants but the giant barber he was all about storytelling and a lot of people will look at the all japan style and go oh that no that's strong style but they're telling the stories with their bodies, which is ultimately what pro wrestling is. So I feel like, right, there's there's something in between there that we all love and we all do. I like the fact that you brought up Giant Baba. I actually got to see him wrestle one time in Dallas, wow. Texas. Uh, my very first, the very first wrestling match I ever went to. Wow, incredible. He, he wrestled King Kong Bundy. Whoa, oh yeah, that that sounds like that that's Barber's style match. Barber just loved big guys just throwing hands. Yeah, and I and knew that I was experiencing a special moment, you know? I mean, I just and and you know, here we are 35 years later talking about it. <laughs> it yeah, was something I'll never forget. 
is it isn't isn't that the cool thing about pro wrestling you know it's about these moments right it's just like you know there's some things in in professional wrestling that you know I, yeah i can't remember that oh i don't know i don't but there's some things man that it's just like you yep. just lock yep. in yep. on it's like i could tell you what i was doing that day you know <laughs> yeah no for sure like there's definitely there's definitely like yeah, wrestling's all about moments because you remember the moments. And I, I hate it because I do love I love the journey, but the journey and the moments are kind of like part and parcel with each other, you know, journeys to moments. Um, but then even like, you know, as a wrestling fan and then as a wrestler, you know, as a wrestling, you're creating the moments. But then as a fan and as a real person, you do have those moments. Like, I'm trying to think because I feel like I've had so many. Like, I remember the first time I wrestled someone like who was on a show that I went to, which was like, it was just like such uh, a wild thing. Or for example, I recently wrestled, recently wrestled Chris Ridgway. Um, and he's like one of the people who like on the British scene that I would look up to aspire to and just watch his matches and be like, okay, how do I wrestle like this? You know, he's, he's one of the guys who like does frequent tours to Noah, you know, former junior GHC champion. And being able to wrestle him, you know, when I got that call, like, hey, just so you know, it's going to be this. They just sent me the picture. Me, Ridgeway, pure rules. You know, what I used to watch on Ring of Honor. It, it's incredible. And I'll remember that forever because I feel like that. that's the first time. I, well, actually, maybe the second time. But the first time that I have lost control of my emotions and just cried in the ring after that match. And then I needed a moment afterwards, needed at least like a good 15 minutes to just get a bit of space, have a little cry, let the emotion out, and then go back to normal. Same with, like, Mark Haskins. I remember seeing Mark Haskins wrestle in the Corn Exchange, maybe not even, like, two, three years ago when i just started, or maybe when I was, like, one year in. And then I wrestled him at the Corn Exchange, where I saw him wrestle for a, for a different company, because obviously I wasn't wrestling for Ring of Honor, but that's that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I saw you at this venue. Wild. Wild. It's, yeah, it's crazy. You're 27 years old and you, you know, we late start, not really. You're about, what, 23, 24 when you, yeah. when you got started. What, what were you doing before then, Ian? What was it, what was it that, uh, you know, I guess, what were you doing when you decided, hey, now I'm going to really put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I do theater, stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, acting, you know, little bits here and there. Film, essentially creating a product for someone is my is my shebang, is my go-to. Graphics. Uh, I've got the degree in, like, theater and film. So, like, doing live art, sketch comedy, stand-up comedy, a bit of everything. I just really love making a product for people, and that's that's – my kind of magnum opus essentially having something that i can show someone and people go wow that's dead sick and yeah so the moment i was really captured from wrestling uh was seeing shug's house party icw 2014 it was the day that drew mcintyre came back from his first kind of like leave from wwe and yeah it was one of those incredible moments where kaylee ray alba fire as she was you know as she's now known uh she didn't this thing where she was standing on a barrier and dove onto a bunch of people. And I was there at the barrier and I was just it, so 
I don't know, uh, enthralled by the moment that I just knew that, okay, I need to do this. I'd been interested, but as soon as I saw that, that's when I knew this is what I want to do. And then it, it's crazy because, you know, since 2014, oh, let's, let's go on the oh, maths isn't my strong suit. But seven years on, I have performed at ICW Shogs House Party uh, twice, pretty much, uh, having like two spots on like each, well, one spot on each night. Incredible. It's what, it, again, it's one of those moments where you're like, I never thought that I would ever be on that stage. I'd want to be, but I never thought I would be there in like seven years' time. Yeah, well, that, that, that's awesome. And that's what hard work, you know, hard, mm-hmm. hard, hard work and focus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what, hey. it's what it gets you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm the same way, you know, it's like, you know, you have to have a plan, you have to work at it, you know, sometimes it'll take you down a different path and you do something else. But, you know, if you're, if you want to be a wrestler, you got to focus on wrestling, right? You can't focus on uh, knitting or anything like that. I mean, you gotta, Mm. you know, if you want to be a a championship knitter, well, then that's what you do. Right. And I think, I think the hard work will take you there. I I think that there's, there's, there's some things I I feel like there are other additional things because I mean, everyone says it. you're looking like Tajiri's book, Kane's book. A lot of people will have wrestling as their side hustle. Or at least like they won't have a side hustle outside of wrestling, whether it's politics, whether it's business, whether it's marketing. Essentially, something that can benefit wrestling. Like you'll have a lot of wrestlers who are PTs that help support them, and it means that they've got another interest outside of wrestling that they can draw focus to. Because wrestling, it can be all encompassing. I feel like you can get a lot of burnout from it, but you'll find a lot of wrestlers will have that one thing that outside of wrestling that they love, that they enjoy. For me, internet culture, memes, YouTube, that's my that's my bread and butter. That's what I like to do to shut off. And that's when I stop being Ian Skinner and I just be, you know, me. But now I can bring part of that to the character, um, the character, the performance, whatever you want to say. Um, and I guess that, again, comes back to kind of like the social media presentation uh, and refining that. Um but I do, I do feel that like you've got to have at least like the majority of your focus. But I guess it's the difference between like focus and hard work versus passion. Because I don't think I've ever set out a plan to do things. However, I've just been passionate, and I've just been like you know wanting to do things and get myself absorbed. And by being so passionate, I feel like that's maybe what you know people see in me. They don't see ah, this guy's just trying to do this. They see oh, this guy <laughs> likes wrestling. Ian, how can fans find you on social media? Uh, they can find me at Ian Skinner PW on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, it's not an at, but Twitch. I don't Twitch that much, but you can find me on some wrestling channels, Twitches. I like to troll the comments sometimes. Um, yeah, check me out on there. I've got a merch store if you're interested in t-shirts or cool hats. I've got a picture of a cat with a hat on. Um but yeah, just I'd say follow my Twitter and my Instagram because that's where you get the most uh, meme content. That's where you get the most real me side of things. And that's where I promote my shows and put cool clips up. Hey, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, you, you definitely have the personality for professional wrestling. You're outgoing. You're you're talkative. You're, you're marketable. You can sell yourself. I mean, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would buy a, you know, I would buy oceanfront property uh, in Arizona. For <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Thank yeah. You. Hey, it's a pleasure having you on the show for sure. Thank you. And stay safe, everyone who's listening. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night, man. Thank you. And to you. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fool. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC keeps you in the zone. Tune in to the Wrestler Weekly Podcast with Mike Leotis. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Mike digs into interesting wrestling topics and conversations. The 2022 season starts in January with guests like Austin Idol, Nick Aldis, John Arezzi, and George Napolitano. Find Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast.